Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole, everybody. Today we are doing a new segment. We're going to do Infinite Rabbit Hole News. I wish we had some kind of like cool news sound effects or cool WIRH logo or something cool to do with this, but we don't yet. This is going to be a normal segment, and but it's, no, it's going to be more or less a special episode that we're going to throw at you every once in a while. Uh, so it will not be counting as a normal episode from here on out. We just wanted to do the first one for you guys. So you guys can kind of get introduced to the subject. And I don't know, the the format of the Infinite Rabbit Hole news. So today, I am joined with my co-host, CJ. CJ, what's up, man? Reporting live here from On Site, I am CJ, that beerless boy wonder. Oh, man, I love that you're in the mood. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it might be influenced by alcohol. That's okay. We're, we're okay with that. Um, how, <laughs> how much was this was today? Oh, this is my first glass. Oh, okay. No, I'm not, I'm not even close to drunk. I was just... uh. Anyway, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the surprise is ruined. Today we have a special guest, uh, CJ's co-host from the Crypto Technical Podcast. Let's uh, all say hello to Ninja Chris. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? He's also on site. Yes, I am. <laughs> he is also on site. <laughs> We're going to have fun with this one. All right. The concept of the infinite rabbit hole news hour, I guess we'll we'll call it or something along those lines. We don't know what we're going to call it yet, but we're going to call it something is basically we're going to search through the the world of strange news every month or two. And we're going to just present to you kind of the strangeness that revolves around you and the world that you live in. Some stuff that you guys may not have heard of, um, something that may not have made the mainstream news. And if you guys come across any really cool news articles that you would like us to cover on the next episode of IRH News, just let us know. Shoot us a link on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole. And we'll take a look at it and we'll see. Maybe it'll make the cut for the next episode. You can also hit us up on Twitter. We have a Twitter. Tell them about the Twitter. Oh, that's twitter.com forward slash infinite RH. Or at infinite RH for the technologically inclined. Yeah, because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's two out of three. Yeah, I'm old, man. I do it all the old people stuff, all this this kid stuff. I don't know. Same here. Technology scares me. And if you want to hit up your boy CJ and ask him why he's ruining a perfectly good show, you can hit me at Baron Lance Stew on Twitter. Yeah, that. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I started seeing this trend in other podcasts lately where people are asking for listeners to rate them on iTunes. I went over to iTunes the other day and I was like, hmm, I wonder if we have any ratings. We do. We have 10. We have 10 five-star ratings, everybody. Awesome. Why do you have more ratings than Cryptid Technical? Well, I don't know, and I've I've never I've never asked for them, so that's cool. Um, but, well, well, you know, we have that one rating that we didn't know about until somebody actually told us. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we were pedantic and annoying, or something like that. No, it was the other one on a uh, pod chaser. Oh yeah, that was me. I told you. Oh, that was you. That. Yeah, I told you guys uh, during random pan. So in the episode that you guys came on and did with us last season, 
uh, I said I was on your pod chaser and I was looking through the comments and I saw that unicorn was a very popular episode. And CJ goes, we have, we have comments on pod chaser. And he went nuts. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that actually. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We unfortunately do not have any comments or reviews on iTunes or pod chaser. So if anybody out there wants to help out this podcast and do us some, some, some love, or give us some love, then please go on to iTunes or Podchaser, look up Infinite Rabbit Hole, leave us a review, and let us know how we're doing. Especially Podchaser, though, because that's like the pivotal, uh, is just, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a social media for podcasters. Oh, it's 100% social media for podcasters, super interactive. You can create lists of your of uh, the podcast you listen to, and other people can see that, and then they'll be like, oh... I like this guy and he listens to this. So I'm going to listen to that stuff too. And like, it's a way to interact with your listeners and other podcasters and like kind of show them what you're listening to and whatnot. It's super cool. Absolutely. And we, we definitely have gotten a lot of listeners from there too. I kind of messed around with it before and I kind of followed the rabbit hole. That is pod chaser. I found some cool stuff. I've actually reached out to a couple other podcasts, including cryptic technical using that platform. So it is definitely a, a very mistake. Absolutely not. Look, look, I got both of you here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I don't know how we're going to start this. I guess we'll just jump right in. huh? So the first uh, little bit of news that I have for you guys today, this is the big one. This is the one I'm going to start off big that I thought was really cool. I made a post on it on my own personal Facebook and everything. I actually started off very upset about it. But Oklahoma legislation just proposed a bill for hunting Bigfoot in Oklahoma. Have either of you guys heard this yet? Oh, yeah, 100%. I've never seen so much stupid shit in my entire life. <laughs> They're actually allowing people to hunt him now? Oh, yeah. I thought he was a no-go. Thing. They're encouraging it. Oh, well, now they changed their mind. Well, no, you're, you're talking about Colorado is what you're talking about, where it's completely illegal. Is Colorado? Yeah, I think it's Colorado. It's completely yeah. Or Washington. One too. Well, hold but, on, hold on, because it's not, it's just a bill right now. It's not, it hasn't been voted on or anything like that yet. So it's not okay. perfectly legal. And let me jump into the description, like what the bill entails, because it's not what I thought it was. And I, I don't think it's exactly what we're kind of leaning towards either. Uh, Representative Justin Humphrey introduced the bill to state legislation that would aim to create a more attractive tourist attraction for portions of Oklahoma. The proposed bill would be monitored and regulated by the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission, in which the commission would be tasked with coming up with annual dates, licenses, and fees for the proposed hunting of Bigfoot. Some say that the wording in the description of the bill should be altered slightly, as the bill doesn't actually allow for the killing of Bigfoot at all. Instead, the bill outlines that there would be a $25,000 reward for the proper capture of the creature. Humphrey was even quoted saying, I want to be very clear that we are not going to kill Bigfoot. We are going to trap the live Bigfoot. We are not promoting killing Bigfoot. We are promoting trapping Bigfoot, trying to find evidence of Bigfoot. With the annual Bigfoot Festival every October in Hanabi, Hanobia, one of those is correct, and the large amount of Bigfoot memorabilia being sold in nearby Hosha Town, the bill aims to capitalize on the growing interest into cryptozoological creature and the interest of those that search for it. With the introduction of the bill, there have been many people already trying to get their hands on a license to hunt Bigfoot. Humphreys even claims that one man 
wanted to get one just to frame it and put it in his office. At the end of the day, Humphrey's claim is that all he wants to do is bring more tourist revenue into the state, and he thinks this is a market that has not been fully tapped into yet. So, they're not going out to kill Bigfoot, they're going out to trap Bigfoot, and they're going to give you a nice little uh, reward for it. What do you guys think about this? I think it's crap. I think they're just trying to make extra money, to be honest. They're like, we'll give you, if you pay us, we'll let you hunt him. He needs to be alive, which is going to make it increasingly more difficult. But even still, I think it's just, I think it's a ploy to get more money. Oh, I think it's awful because inevitably, uh, one of these days, I know it hasn't happened yet, but like you, you have an active and legal hunting season. You have actual hunters out there, whether it's trapping, killing, or whatever. They're going to actually get one. And then that's going to be a problem because that's when the poachers show up. Like, oh, that's real? Well, I bet a creature that rare is going to sell super high on the black market. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. And that will, will, they'll be extinct in, what, months? Like, we'll, we'll have finally found this, this amazing, beautiful creature, and it'll be gone. Right. It's going to be in some rich dude's basement as a trophy. On his floor <laughs> with his kids stepping on it because uh. <laughs> it's a rug. Next yeah. to the polar bear he's got, like, I uh, mean, he's not standing next to the fireplace, you know. Who knows, man? Then they're gonna spill red wine on it and ruin it. The rest of the body's just gone. It's just a head mounted on the wall next to his ten point buck. No, this is awful. So head on a wall, fur coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rug. <laughs> yeah, did you see that at the French fashion show? It's one hundred percent pure Sasquatch. Like, no, <laughs> like, this is terrible. This jacket cost one point two million. I was originally super upset about this because I am definitely in on board with the conservation of the Bigfoot population. I was a little relieved to find out that they weren't pushing people to hunt it. But I also came to the same conclusion, CJ and Ninja, that I think this is just going to lead to a lot of trouble. And I think what they're doing, like Ninja was saying, this is definitely just a ploy to get money. I don't think anybody in the legislation in Oklahoma actually believes that they have Sasquatch in their woods. Uh, But I think that this is going to, if they do open up this hunting season, people are not going to look into the law properly. And they're going to see this as, I'm going to go out there and hunt this fucking thing. Or like you said, you're going to get poachers. I wasn't even thinking about poachers, but you're absolutely correct. It's definitely going to bring in poachers. Yeah. You might not get poachers right away, but the second one actually gets nabbed. Yeah. They're going to show up because we're going to take this one and try to study it. They'll probably tag it and release it. And then that's what it's going to, there's going to be a whole lot of rich people out there going, I will pay very good money for my own Bigfoot dead or alive. There's plenty of rich people that would pay it for it dead and more than 25 grand just to have it. Oh yeah. I mean, you have something uh there's there's like only one white rhino left in the world right now and from what i understand it's valued at in millions doesn't it have its own armed guard like 24 7 like six people like all around just sitting there with it yeah because it's valued in the millions and poachers are constantly trying to get it It, it's constantly armed the armed guards with it yeah so it would be the same thing as sasquatch it'd be horrible the human species doesn't deserve to know about sasquatch like in reality like as as like a a culmination of individuals like we we don't deserve to have that public knowledge of Sasquatch because we'll destroy it. It's what we do. We kill stuff. Yeah, that's true. I do not disagree with you like at all. I wish we can come public about a finding of, of Bigfoot. And I, I honestly do think that somebody out there has real evidence of the creature. My worry is very similar that 
the the evidence that the creature really exists is going to come out and the population is going to be forced in the zoos or destroyed by poachers. So I, I think that the community that has the the actual proof for Bigfoot existing is holding on to it to protect the species. And I think that they need to keep doing that. And I think this Oklahoma bill is something that needs to be declined. Yeah, I totally agree on both sides. Somebody has to be helping it out. If not, they're incredibly lucky. And the bill definitely, it doesn't need to be a thing. Right. Absolutely. That's all I have for Bigfoot hunting in Oklahoma. CJ, what do you got, man? Uh, Thanks there, uh, Jeremy. I'm out here in the <laughs> ice flows of Antarctica. It's so cold that I'm pretty sure my nuts dropped off like little marbles, and my nipples are now diamonds. But yeah. we're out here reporting on new life forms they found underneath the ice. So what did they find down there? Um, they uh, It was actually a group of, I believe, geologists, some form of scientists. Xenomorphs. Uh, oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's AVP all over again. <laughs> so they were actually attempting to study sediment layers uh, to, to see what exactly... The the lifetime over the eons of of the Antarctic ice flows and this this ice shelf. They're about 160 miles in from open ocean, and uh, they got down. I think it was about a quarter mile, I believe, is is how the story goes. And they uh, came into this like open water. Now, being 160 miles from open ocean, there's absolutely no light here. Right, the sun cannot penetrate the ice into this water area. But on top of a rock, what they did find was something called a microbial mat. They found sea sponges and a microbial mat. And uh, if anybody's wondering what a microbial mat is, it's a multi-layer sheet of microorganisms that are mostly archaea, I think is how you pronounce that word, archaea. I don't know. And uh, bacteria. And uh, you find microbial... Archaea, probably. It might be. Uh, But they are mostly, you find these things mostly in submerged environments or super moist. However, it is possible to find them in deserts. Uh, It's not common, though. Hmm. Um, Anyways, so they found these creatures down here, and these creatures should not exist here. There should be zero life here. Mm -hmm. So they have this theory that ocean currents and, uh, I guess, tidal, uh, tidal action and whatnot, uh, on the shores of Antarctica is actually driving uh, food particles in for these things to consume. And that's how they're able to live. Uh, and they're going to be going back and attempting to go down there uh, a little more closely. Uh, the hole that they were using to study the sediment was not big enough to retrieve a sample of these creatures. But it's super interesting because, like I said, these things should not be there. There's yeah. no way they should ever be there. Yeah. But they are. And thriving, like they're doing great on this rock that they're on. I wonder if they can get a fiber optic cable and just get a camera down there. Well, that's what they did. There's oh, a whole video you can watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, they drilled the hole and then they sent the camera down, and they discovered that the camera bumped the rock. And when they readjusted the camera, they found these life organisms. Oh, okay, cool. So was this like a bubble of water in a in an iceberg? No, no, no. It flows all the way out to the ocean. Oh, okay. It, this is an ice shelf, so it's a big, massive. Uh, many, many, many miles wide. I think it's like a 1,200 miles wide or something like that shelf of just ice over top of the ocean, but it's very, very thick. Like I said, they had to drill down a quarter mile to get to it. Yeah. And they were studying the the life of this ice shelf by uh, studying the sediment layers, and then they accidentally found life where it shouldn't be. Those holes are only like four inches wide, right? Four to five inches wide? I didn't, I didn't see, but they looked pretty small 
from from yeah. the video. Yeah. yeah, like I could definitely like cover the entire hole with my hand. So, oh, yeah. yeah, usually when they bore like that, it's usually a relatively small. Like when they get their uh, ice samples, they're only usually like three or four they inches. They were probably in pulling core samples, and yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Anyway, it opened up. It was really, uh, really super cool. That um, in an area where life should absolutely not exist, it's found a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back to you, Jeremy. <laughs> life finds a way. But that's that's kind of like uh, the absolute opposite of the the life that they find along the thermal vents, you know, where it's super, super hot and you have a whole bunch of sulfuric materials coming out of the, the earth and you have these life forms that thrive in what would be complete hell for us. But you have multi-cell organisms that are thriving in there. And but in this case, it's just the complete opposite it's completely pitch black there's no light it's freezing cold and uh like you said there there's probably very little food there even do you know if they found any like plant life there too uh no no they they just found these sponges and then these microbial mats but it's a little different than the than the thermal vents though because there's actually they theorize that the thermal vents are actually the cradle of life like right. that's where life on earth began right yeah i've even seen stuff where uh Scientists have said they found stuff like inside volcanoes and there's life. Right. Random organisms as well, as well as thermal vents, but like stuff actually in volcanoes and shit. Probably water bears. Yeah, they survive everything. <laughs> everything. That is currently one of my favorite damn animals because it's just the best. You can get them as pets if you want. Really? Yeah, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, you can actually see them uh, when they're when they're grown. They're about the size of a pencil tip. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, you can keep them as pets if you really... You can go out and get them on your own. They're not hard to find. You just got to find some moss that's relatively damp. They can live in the vacuum of space for up to two minutes. Not surprising. Well, considering, They can pretty much live in Chernobyl if they want to. Well, considering considering uh, if you ejected a human into open space without a spacesuit on, you would be dead in 30 seconds. Yeah. But that's because the water bear probably freeze straight through. No, it does. you actually die of cancer before you have an opportunity oh, to I'm talking about the space. water bear. Well, they can survive all kinds of shit. Yeah, like they can they can survive next to the elephant foot at Chernobyl. <laughs> anyway, I just looked it up. They're called tardigrades. That's the the proper term for them. Right. I always want to call them totodiles, which is why I didn't say <laughs> that. <laughs> Pokemon on the brain. It's the inner nerd. <laughs> we actually talked about tardigrades on our uh, Infinite Rabbit Hole in Space episode. We talked about them. Mm-hmm being uh grown out in space off of the international space station the tardigrades are completely <laughs> and utterly harmless like yeah. they, they don't do anything they just exist yeah and survive they're just awesome in general absolutely <laughs> well cool you got anything else on uh, antarctica no I, that, that that was the whole so i just thought it was super interesting oh super interesting absolutely yeah. it's like there should absolutely be nothing there Absolutely nothing because because like if the sun went away, pretty much life as we know it would cease to exist. There are very, very few organisms that can exist. Like you would have the, the I mean, would, would the creatures at the bottom of the ocean even no? because if the sun ceased to exist, the oceans would, would completely freeze up. There yeah. would no be liquid water. Right. It would be in hibernation. Certain species can get away with that. Hmm. Some species can get. I guess I guess being connected to the ocean that explains how oxygen's able to circulate down there. But usually usually when you have environments like that, the, the water deoxygenates very quickly, which most life can't handle. 
That was literally the argument I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> okay, there to, you go. He got you. I was trying to make it in a way where I didn't sound like an idiot, because I was going to say, no oxygen, bad. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> yes, they do. But, like, there's always a lot of thermal vents, or just vents in general underneath, especially with tectonic movement and everything, and how the ocean fold pretty much goes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how you get in school and it just recycles itself. That's why they can never find shit in the ocean floor. That's like a, relatively old. Yeah, it's like a natural aerator. Exactly. So, I mean, things are coming out, things are going back in, and it's just cycling. That's where the air is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a quarter mile underneath a sheet of ice. Um, there's, a, there's also another creature rumored to be underneath the ice in Antarctica. It's a very big octopus that can body melt itself to look like anything it wants to. And it killed scuba divers and stuff, which is something that we'll cover later on in life because it's too much to talk about right now. But it's very interesting. I have to look into it. So I have a couple other smaller articles. Hey, everybody. Bear with us while we take this quick break. Greetings. I'm Declassified Dave. I'm Mystery Mike. I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Join us on the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour Mondays, where we look into the dark secrets of the conspiratorial world. We'll explore the likes of government cover-ups, the existence of otherworldly beings, unexplained phenomena, and cryptids. We tackle these topics with an open mind, a sense of humor, and dapper drippage. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and listen on all podcast platforms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, this is definitely going to be a shorter episode, which is what this uh, infinite rabbit hole news special is supposed to be. Uh, so next time you guys see this on the lineup, just know that this will not be a normal hour long episode. These are just here for to get the news out to you guys so you can uh, enjoy some strange things that happen around you and you can do some research on your own. So. One of the other topics that I had today were these blue dogs in Russia. In late February, seven bright blue dogs were found in a small town about 230 miles east of Moscow. Pictures have gone viral on almost every media platform since the discovery of these dogs, and photos are very easy to find with a simple Google search. After being brought to a local veterinarian office, the dogs had blood and fecal testing done to determine if the blue coloring was a result of a possible ingestion of a toxic chemical such as copper sulfate. I haven't been able to find any articles with the results from those tests yet. I will continue. If I find anything, I'll update some. I'll update everybody on Facebook. Um, the dogs are in great health and have full appetites and energy, so there's no worry there. One theory is that they have found their way into an abandoned glass factory in the in the same town that the dogs were found and played around in a powdered glass dye that the factory may have used. Unfortunately, 
The fur does not return to a normal color after being washed, so that may not be the answer, but the possibility still stands. And then two weeks after the discovery of the blue dogs, several other dogs were found with bright green fur in a town 23 miles south of Moscow. Authorities believe that these animals had their fur dyed as a prank in response to the popularity of the blue canines found in another location. Which was probably a, which was probably a fucking prank to begin with. Uh, maybe, maybe, but everything that I've found so far points to this not being a prank, but more of an accident. The The first one, the, the second one the, with the green dogs, uh, authorities do believe that this was a prank. I could see that. I could uh, just see a group of kids sitting around like, you know what would be a lot of fun right now? <sighs> Let's go get those dogs that have been running around and dying blue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. See, with the amount of technology today, though, I would imagine you'd be able to like shave off a patch and actually do like a full spectral analysis of the hair to see if there's any chemical compounds. You know, that's one thing I was thinking about, too, is that out of every article that I was able to find, and obviously I can't read anything in Russian, but anything here yeah. or in in uh, in you know parts of Europe, I looked at a couple different articles from there, too, like in the BBC and everything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to find anything like hair hair analysis or anything but that's another thing too is like okay let's shave a patch and see if it grows back blue if it grows back blue obviously there's something that was ingested which is what yeah. i would think be yeah that's what i would think if you shave it and then it grows back blue yeah something's wrong if you shave it and it grows back white then yeah it's somebody just either the dog got into some dye or the dog's somebody just dyed the hair okay so here's a couple of i just google this real quick because i was curious um uh, uh common uh chemicals that are used uh to dye glass uh to get a blue and violet color you use cobalt oxide uh mm-hmm. yellow is cadmium sulfide red is gold chloride white you get antimony oxide yellow and amber they use sulfur fluorescent mm-hmm. yellow and fluorescent green they use uranium oxide and emerald green they use chromic oxide most of those are fairly toxic from what I understand. Super so, toxic. So these things would have croaked. Yeah, those dogs would be dead if they rolled around in glass dye. Yeah. Huh. And those those are be. just the glass dyes that are FDA approved here in the United States, bro. Like what about um what the hell is that stuff that actually turns people blue that people swear by? I think it's like silver something. It turns your skin purple or blue. <laughs> I thought you were about to say silver sulfidine. I was like, no, not sulfidine. <laughs> That's a burn cream. Yeah, I was like, no, hey, hold on a minute. It's here. um, there's people that they take. It's supposedly like people swear by it. Like they never get sick because they ingest like a teaspoon a day or something, and then a lot of the people will actually their skin will turn purple because of the chemical reaction. There's only one way I know how to turn skin blue and ter- turn skin purple, and that's by denying it oxygen. No, <laughs> it's. I have to look that shit up. Uh, Which doesn't sound like a healthy maneuver. Right. Let's see how it plays out for him, Cotton. (laughs) It's super weird. Uh, Blue is not a color that you experience naturally within mammals. I'm pretty sure that I don't I don't think there are any mammals that are naturally blue. And even in like the insect world and the bird world, it's still a super rare color. Yeah, it's such a it is such a rare color. So we have a cat. 
his official coloring is blue, but it's more of like a gray. But you're right. It's not like that bright royal blue or like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the the real bright blues that you see in nature very often. Obviously, when you think of blue, you think of blue jay. That's probably like the bluest thing. And then the old blue footed booby, uh, mm-hmm. some, some mm-hmm. fish, maybe I know some tropical fish have like blue stripes on them. But usually it's paired with yellow. But blue is such a rare color. So you'd have to think that this was some sort of uh, outside force. This isn't something where we're just magically now having blue dogs and anybody can get a blue dog. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, that's not, that's the, someone either decided that they were coloring dogs, which that's fucked up, but whatever. People do it all the time, anyways. It's probably what happened. Maybe they rolled around in the dye and people saw them before the dye had a chance to poison them. But you said their entire bodies were blue. Like, and I saw the pictures. They didn't look splotchy, which means they would have had to have gotten wet at some point, too. Because, uh, like, glass dyes comes in a powder. So, like, it, it has to get wet. Right. And dogs lick themselves constantly. So, that would have been a heavy ingestion. Oh, man. I found it. It is colloidal silver that people ingest as a medication. It turns their skin blue. Hmm. Who wants to be a Smurf? Why would you do that? That guy. Oh, my good God. He is a Smurf. He looked just like Papa Smurf. <laughs> he got the white beard and everything. Look at this man. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? You because know he swears by it as an alternative medicine, and that's what it you technically what? is. I'm one of those biohack people. I want to put a magnet in my finger. I'm not even going to question that dude. So, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I'm I'm looking at the pictures again, and these these dogs are pretty uniformly blue. Yeah. So either somebody did a really good grooming job, or it looked like only the white patches were blue. Well, I mean, darker patches aren't going to show up. They would be like a very dark royal blue, which would be indistinguishable from black in certain lighting. So that's another thing, too, is there's other colors in dogs in white. A, a good healthy portion of dogs have white in it, but it look, also looks like every dog that was that is now blue in this town was white at some point. So that's also a coincidence, too, unless it's just a the genetic line that's going on there. He have some butthole with a lot of time on his hands. Got some and, spray paint. Or woman or whatever. Not even spray paint. Like, you just do Kool-Aid. They, they just have like a whole crap load of time on their hands. And they were like, you know what? I'm going to bleach these dogs and then I'm dying them blue. Because fuck it. You got to have a whole lot. You got to have a whole lot of fuck it in your system to, to decide that you're going to die dog. First, most dogs are not super cool about getting in a bath. True. Right? And. And, like, I've dyed my hair blue on several occasions, and you need to bleach it first, and that is not a comfortable process the first time you go through it. Those dogs right. would have been flipping out. This was this was a person you know, who had a lot of time on their hands. Maybe they ingested some silver, turned blue. But it would have No, because that, that guy's hair wasn't blue. His skin was blue. His skin, yeah. His, his hair was still white. Like, some, someone just coming some, up with stuff. Someone did something cruel to dogs. That's what happened. That's what, that's what I'm leaning towards, too. But I don't know. It's a it's weird. I'm gonna definitely keep my eyes open and see if uh if they release any reports on what actually happened. Yeah, you should let me know about that. I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do. All right, so moving on. I got one more and then I have a quick uh announcement, I guess. Newsworthy, but it's not really strange. So we'll we'll get into this other one. This one's really cool. One night in early February this year, videos and pictures started flooding the internet depicting two moons in the sky being seen all around the city of Dubai. 
The plethora of visual evidence showcased the very large moons from many different angles and locations all over the city. Many people took to the internet, calling this one of the final tests before Project Bluebeam is finally put into place. Now, for those of you that are curious as to what Project Bluebeam just hang tight, we're going to get to that very soon because that's super interesting. Many other claims polluted the internet, such as some people saying this was the beginning of the apocalypse. Another person was quoted saying, we have been teleported to another part of the universe and are now in another planet's orbit, and soon we'll be colliding with it and we will all die. Uh, The same person went on to say that on the other side of the planet, they're reporting that they see a giant planet in their sky and cannot see the sun. Uh, There's some really strange stuff going on. And every astrophysicist in the whole world laughed and laughed. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, man. Just just so anybody listening to this, if we were magically or whatever teleported to another part of the universe, we would most likely instantly die. <laughs> that's, that's just not going to happen, and you're not going to survive it. So don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you tune into our future episode coming up where we're going to explain why that would happen. <laughs> All right, so, but what was behind these strange moons showing up in the sky over Dubai? Can I guess real quick before you get into it? Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say it had something to do with uh, something our atmosphere is extremely good at doing and bending light. Nope. No? No. Because the the atmosphere is really, really good at bending light and causing reflections. That's like why it's sunset. Like you're not actually seeing the sun setting. You're seeing its reflection going down over the horizon. Very true. I actually, I failed to put on here, but there was one person that, that made a prediction saying that these were actually moons that are in our solar system. This person was actually very smart and actually noticed these moons and was able to tell exactly what we were looking at. They are moons, by the way, uh, and came up with a very similar prediction as to what this was. But we'll find that out here very shortly as I tell everybody in my next little spew. <laughs> so. The answers came a few days later after everyone in the world started to freak out after the moons failed to show up again in the preceding nights. What people were seeing were, in fact, moons, but they were the moons of Mars, Phobos and Deimos. But they weren't seeing the actual moons. Instead, people were seeing projections cast into the sky using a new sky mapping projection technology. The new tech used two large 70-meter cranes and a 40-meter hollow screen to make the moons appear realistic and visible from all angles from far distances. The stunt was created as a way to project what the Hope probe was seeing live from 500 million miles away in orbit around Mars. The Hope probe was launched into space on a path to Mars by the Emirates Mars mission in July 2020 and reached its destination in February. Hmm, that's really neat. They were actually seeing a live feed of the two mo- moons, Phobos and Deimos. Using a hologram? Using mm-hmm. a hologram. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Is it like the hologram that they use at Duke Tupac? It's like the hologram they use to give us our entire existence. Ah, uh, so Matrix. Got it. <laughs> I mean... I was super interested in this when I saw this, and I was actually relieved to hear that it was something as cool as this, because I was like, this is going to be something really stupid, right? Like, I don't know. I was actually thinking maybe this was advertising for a movie, 
you know, like uh, they were just doing some really cool advertising. I don't know if anybody was interested in the advertisement for Cloverfield when it came out, but they did some really cool stuff with Cloverfield, something along yeah. these lines. But yeah, I remember that. But it ended up being something actually cooler than that. And I'm perfectly happy and excited that there's this technology out there that could do that. Yeah, it's also not something I would put past like Elon Musk. Like you said, I look at the moons and like a Tesla just comes around the side of them or something. <laughs> and then like there's like a Pepsi next to it, right? Absolutely, I could see that. There's going to be new advertisements on the moon. We're just going to put it into the sky. No, like Elon Musk would totally do that shit. That dude is <laughs> wildin'. He is bugging all the time, and that is that is an advertising stunt. He probably was sitting there mad as shit, like, I was going to do that next week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sitting there trying to think of how he can one-up it right now as we speak. He's probably going to. Yeah, like his car that he did that whole fail on <laughs> through the steel ball and his window broke. <laughs> I was just doing that to be funny. No, you won't. You fucked up hard on national television. <laughs> uh. Still a really smart dude, though. Oh, yeah. He is, yes. I'll give him that. So Still crazy. Yes, agreed. So the, the, the guy I was talking about wasn't wrong. It, he, he was right. He actually said that this is what you're seeing is the two moons and Mars. And he named them and everything. He said, I just don't know how you're seeing it. I'm guessing, you know, something like what you were saying, CJ, when uh, light kind of expands and refracts as you get closer to the horizon, which is also proof that we have a round planet. Sorry, I had to put that out there. Oh, we just lost half our listeners. Thanks. <laughs> just having a conversation about this theory already. That's, I think it was yesterday at work. <laughs> well, let's just put this out there. If anybody, if any of our listeners are flat earthers and they would like to come on and have a debate episode with us, or if you want to just come on and we can just do some questions, we could do a friendly episode too. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm sure some people in our listenership might want to hear about flat earth, maybe. Got to hear both sides of the argument. You can hear theirs without making fun of them. Be like, this is why flat earthers earthers believe that Australia doesn't exist. Well, that's because everybody tries to deny it because everything that'll kill you is on it. I'm just saying flat earthers genuinely believe that Australia does not exist. So what do they explain Steve Irwin? What the fuck do the flat earthers in Australia think? They think that we don't exist. (sighs) Right? They're sitting there pissed. They're like, what? I don't know, man. Man, I wish I had seen those moons in person. It, w- it must have been really cool. There's so many videos and pictures on the internet that you can see. They're really cool. I I may or may not have like if I'd been there in person, I I may or may not have pooped on myself a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like not knowing that they're about to like test some sort of like new advertising material or live stream material for something like that, and they just like launch that on you and. Suddenly there's two moons and your entire existence just became the sci-fi channel and you don't know what's going on. So there goes a great question. Let's start with our guest. Ninja, Mm -hmm. what would you do? What would you do if you were in their shoes and you looked up at the sky one day and you saw two moons that you did not recognize and had no way to answer it? I mean, I'd be looking at it. Huh? How do I explain that? (laughs) (laughs) I'd just be like, I'd be like, First of all, that actually looks kind of neat. <laughs> Second of all, what's going on? <laughs> I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't be losing my mind. I look at it I'm like, well, somebody smart's probably going to figure this out soon. <laughs> There's this no way for- I got teleported to another universe. We'll leave this for somebody smarter than me. I would, uh, I would look up and go, oh, that's the last time I buy Bud from that dude. I'm going to go sleep this off. 
<laughs> Damn it, Goku's using the Dragon Balls again. <laughs> that that would probably be one of my first things is like, did I get drugged? Right? That's what that's what I was leading towards. Like, what did I ingest? Like, <laughs> what was in those tacos? Well, you bought them off a truck. That's what you, that's what you get. <laughs> I, I knew I didn't trust them. <laughs> it's one of those new food trucks that have the THC. So just tripping balls. <laughs> you don't trip on THC jackets. <laughs> hey, you never know. They'll put some weed in the mix. <sighs> All right. That pretty much wraps it up. CJ, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, I just poured my second glass of wine for the next episode, so I am ready. I'm going to keep this bottle. This bottle is super dope. Zombies in. It's awesome. That's nice. staying in the studio. I'm going to rinse that out. I have one more uh, little tidbit of news, and this is this goes out for my military family. As everyone knows, I'm active duty Navy, and something like this is pretty cool. So let's talk about the Space Force real quick. They finally announced what a member of the space force is going to be referred to as. So for example, for those that don't under, don't know what I'm talking about, people that are in the army are referred to soldiers. The Navy were referred to sailors. Uh, Marines are Marines and air force is known as airmen. Well, those that serve in the space force are going to be referred to as guardians. Damn it. Yep. I was hoping they were going to be called thrusters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that I can definitely predict some Guardian of the Galaxy jokes coming very soon. Oh, yeah, totally. Some people just getting raccoons in the mail. <laughs> oh, dude, I could definitely there's definitely going to be uh, raccoon patches. Uh, I'm I'm going to have to collect some Space Force patches for sure. Yeah, send us some. If you can get it. <laughs> it's going to be fucking I've great. seen all the memes when they first announced it. All right. Well, that's it. That's the first. Uh, Infinite rabbit hole news. You know, for now on, they're probably going to go a little bit quicker because we're not going to have to explain what it is. But every month or two, we're going to just give you guys an extra episode, which is another thing that we're kind of working on is getting you guys some extra content to enjoy. As you guys can tell, for the last couple of weeks now, we went back a format of dropping one episode per week, and we're working on trying to get you even more content per week. It's going to be shorter stuff, less edited stuff. So it's going to be more raw, something that we can just get out for you guys to entertain you and do due diligence for our listeners. And again, if you guys enjoy listening to Infinite Rabbit Hole, if you go on to Apple or Podchaser or anything that you listen to podcasts on and just leave us a rating, if you can, that would be greatly appreciated. And reach out to us. Let us know if you guys come across any really cool, strange news articles that you'd like us to cover in our next special. Other than that, CJ, Ninja Chris, guys, thanks for coming on with me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I kind of belong here now. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a real guy now. You're a real boy. He's like gorilla glued me to the chair. <laughs> uh, no flex seal. Well, then you know what, CJ? What? I'll just say thank you to, to Ninja then. Thanks, Ninja. All right. Yeah, thanks, oh, Ninja. Oh, thanks for being on. My show that I hostily took over. Oh, okay. So that's how it happens. It's mine now. I own it. <laughs> All righty. Well, you're welcome. All right. Glad I could be a service. I appreciate you. Well, it was, it was a 30 second walk to over here. And uh... Jeremy, you're fired. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now he has no podcast. <laughs> Crypto technical just. Uh... That's how we faded. That's how we bump out the competition. <laughs> <laughs> just absorbed oh. infinite rabbit hole. <laughs> well, we needed a new research facility. <laughs> and well, now we have it. 
Until next time, everybody, we'll see you down the next path of the infinite rabbit hole.